Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. Real quick before we get started, if you enjoy reading about signs and if you enjoy fiction like Bridget Jones and Sex in the City, you might enjoy my books, Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. And if you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe in Apple Podcasts and tell a friend too. Thank you so much for listening and on to the show. Sydney Kaplan is a mom, wife, blogger, freelance writer, and author of the children's book, The Heaven Phone. If you follow her Heaven Phone Instagram and Facebook page, you will find insightful, heartwarming, and thoughtful posts about life after life. And that's how we found each other. Say what you want about social media. So welcome, Sydney. Thank you so much, Fern. Oh, I'm so happy to be finally talking. And I should also add happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was... That was yesterday, and it's kind of, we're celebrating through the weekend because I know um, sometimes it's hard to coordinate family members and friends and all of that. And so my my husband and my daughter and I are gonna go out tomorrow night for dinner and kind oh, of uh, officially celebrate. So nice, yeah. very nice. Well, I know it's a first without, as you poignantly described in your um, recent post, without both your mom and your dad. Your dad passed in September. I'm very sorry. Um, and he looks so sweet. I, you posted a picture. He's, I, I just loved his photo with you. Um, Thank you. The book came out in November, which is interesting because the way you and I talk, like the way the way people like us talk, we, you know, other people might say, "Oh, he didn't get to see the book published," but he he most certainly did. And he I just got chills when you said that. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent, he did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he knows, he sees, he's rooting you on. Right, I feel, I oh, and I feel the chills are still going. So, oh. yes, I, that to me, that's my sign that he's saying, you know, yes, yeah. that's true. And, you know, he actually got to see it in process because I would show him as, as it was coming together um, in the different stages. And it was really sweet because he was obviously a very important part of how it all came together and, mm-hmm. and how we first really started talking about a heaven phone and, and communicating with Nana in heaven. And so he was written about, about in that introduction. And I think that really, you know, that really warmed his heart. And mm-hmm. as he started to see, you know, he saw a proof of it uh, before it was actually officially released in November. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, that was, it was very special. Oh, and yeah, the book, the heaven phone was actually named by your daughter 20 years ago after your mom passed and your dad had a hand in helping that name kind of come to her too, right? Can you tell that story? Sure. Yeah, it was, I, I absolutely love that. And I, it, she does not let me forget <laughs> she thought of that. Um, so they were, you know, he was babysitting and they were talking before bedtime and she was you know, asking him if he still talked to Nana, and he said that he did, and she she asked, you know, how that was, and did he talk out loud or in his head, and he explained to her that it didn't matter, that no matter how you talk to her, she can hear you, and you will feel her talking back to you in your heart if you just listen, and we, she and I, carried on that conversation one night when, you know, we were doing bedtime, and you know, I took it a little further and gave her the example of it's like talking into your little toy phone. You can talk to whoever you want. And she said, oh, like a heaven phone. 
And I mm-hmm. said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that phrase was coined all the way back then. And through the years, I jotted down ideas about it or made a little poem. And it was something that I revisited just a few years ago and pulled it together into sort of a, you know, a rough copy of the book. And uh, then here we are today where it's actually a published mm-hmm. book. Yes. And it's written in rhyme, which is not easy to do. Were you working on it for a while? No, you know what's so funny? It just flowed. So oh. I think it, it must have been inspired because, no, yeah. I, I probably couldn't sit down and do that again right now. With anything. Right, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was definitely, you're being helped probably. It was, it was I'm meant to be. Very much supported. Yeah. yeah. I feel like. Um, and, and I do, you know, I hope that it makes it easier for, you know, for little children and even adults who are reading it, it makes it easier to sort of take it in. And, um, you know, it, it, I feel like a rhyming message like that, that's very straightforward and sweet, uh, it just sort of settles more easily into the, into the soul. Right, absolutely. Because it can be a, a scary topic, you know, um, for children and adults. Um, Absolutely, and it, and it lessens the. Uh, it makes it more easily digestible and and yeah, approachable, more palatable. Yeah. yeah, it's great, and it's a great name because I love the way um, you describe. You know, I've listened to you talk on other podcasts as I told you I was doing my Sydney research, um, and I love <laughs> the way you, you describe how you how you communicate. And I and a lot of people in this community feel the exact same way like we understand it that it doesn't necessarily have to be with um your actual words if you could speak out loud if you want to but if you want to speak in your heart you can too like before your dad passed you said you spoke to him in your heart and you knew that his soul could hear that and I so get that because I always want to tell people don't worry about not being able to have said what you wanted to say before someone passed or if they're under and they're in the process of transitioning their soul can hear you we have to think outside the three-dimensional world, you can speak with your heart It's and it's real. Yeah, Truly. that's so beautiful that I love how you, you put that because it is hard to grasp for, you know, for people who are looking within the five senses. But if you can kind of let go of that and just trust that, you know, our two worlds are connected, even though they feel so very far away and just, uh, it's almost like you have to start by pretending that you have this even flow of communication with them on the other side. And then you do. It's like yeah. you, you have to trust. Yeah. You have to fake it till you make it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's good advice to just say, just start talking to them in your thoughts. Or if it's easier to write a letter or to um, pick up a phone or hold a phone and, and speak to them. Just start doing it. Right. And that actually, you just, you triggered another thought of mine, which is something that um, I'm hoping to do some sort of um, combined um, experience with, um, I don't know if you've heard of the wind phone. Are you familiar with the wind phone? No. So I'm, I'm hoping to connect the wind phone and the heaven phone in some way, but the wind phone is something that exists in many different locations. It was originally created in Japan. And it is basically a phone inside a phone booth, and it can look any number of ways. Each one is its own personality and design, and the phone is not connected. Mm -hmm. Um, And people go into the booth, 
and pick up the phone and talk to their loved one and the wind carries the message up to heaven oh, I so I'm, I'm hoping at some point to do a, a connection a promotion that links the two together and do a heaven phone version of that um, because i think that's an important way to look at being able to connect with our loved ones on the other side which yes. is it's it's almost like the wind can carry our our message yes i love that and i love the idea because it it's there's definitely a shift happening, I feel, in the, in the universe. In the universe. Yeah. yeah like, right? And there's definitely, um, people are more open to it. And this is your book. And the, I love this. The, it's called The Wind Phone. I have to look it up. Yeah, if you look, yeah. at, if you look into it online, um, and anybody yeah. who's listening, look into it online. I think it's a beautiful concept. And yeah. um, there should, we, we should definitely have more of those because I think it will encourage people um, to be able to find a way to connect and it's private, it's personal, so they don't have to feel silly like they're sitting and somebody's watching them. Right, right, exactly. I love that. And you, um, speaking of signs and, and dream visits, you've gotten, uh, well, you got specific numbers after your dad's funeral, right, as you were driving home? Right. Oh, what you definitely did, Reese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was probably the strongest um, message I got back from him um, other than one dream visit that I've had with him, but it's, I was really searching for a way to connect with him and to, to hear from him. And um, yeah, leaving from the funeral, I saw in succession on like numbers on license plates and cars in front of us, um, numbers that both represented, it was the year of um, his birthday, of my mother's birthday, and then the year they were married. And seeing all of those in succession like that, to me, you know, I think one of the ways we know we're actually getting a message or a sign is something really resonates deeply within us. And it's more than just wishful thinking. You feel that it's the truth. It's, it, you could get chills. You could get a sense of deep knowing or feel strong emotions. But like I, I knew that right there my parents were telling me that they were together and that it was okay. Yes. Absolutely. Because in any other any other time you could have seen one of those years on a license plate and thought, what a coincidence, like, you know, or I just saw his birth year and her birth year, what a coincidence. But that it was both of their birth years and the year they got married after his funeral, I feel like it's so the message is so clear, like this is not a coincidence. We're together. But also, as you say, I always say signs are like falling in love. Someone can say, oh, that's just a coincidence. But some, when, when it's a sign and when it's a message and it's for you, it's that feeling like this, this is for me. This is different. And I know it's, it was meant for me. Exactly. So I think you, yeah, how you describe it too. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was, that was very comforting to me to get that. And I've been, you know, and wanting you it, it a message. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I've been hoping and wanting to get dream visits like what I had had with my mom so many years ago, where mm -hmm. I really, those were such a whole different level of feeling connected with her because I really felt like I was getting to get together with her mm -hmm. in dreams. And I haven't really experienced it, at least not on that level with my dad. And um, I'm trying to just have faith that each person is able to connect in their own way and to just trust the process. Yes, yes, it'll happen for sure. The, the dreams of your mother sound so beautiful and they sound so um, like they 
these are not, we call them dream visits, but they're different than a dream. I always say like a dream is that underwater feeling, like it's not really tactile, um, but a, a visit is, it's real and tactile and clear and comforting. Yeah. Um, and the ones you describe with your mother are so beautiful. And I love the validation with the slate floor. <laughs> that oh, that, yeah. <laughs> that, that was actually, I, I was so grateful to have that um, kind of validation because I'd been looking outside, you know, talking to psychic mediums and getting little bits and pieces, but not to the level that I was hoping to have. So having her give me something that was then validated in actual waking life later yeah. was was huge. That was awesome. Yeah, if you could tell that story, it's great. Uh, yeah, th so the dream um, was basically we were in a restaurant. I was with my family and kind of in the, I was in the front area by the bar waiting to go walk back and join them and sit down. And my mom walked in and up to me and immediately, immediately I, you know, got that vivid feeling of, of, I knew that I was connecting with her. I knew that this was not just a dream. It was that being really, really lucid um, within your dream. And so of course, like I felt a rush of love and I was, I was so happy to see her. And she looked at me and just smiled and said, I don't like slate. And I kind of looked at her really confused. And we were in a restaurant. So I guess my first thought was, oh, do you mean skate? Because that's like, a, I guess, a kind of fish, which I didn't even know in real life. But apparently, I, <laughs> I did know that somewhere. And she looked at me very, like, firmly and smiled and said, no, I mean slate. And everything shifted then. And she was like, she's sort of was gone and I walked back to join everybody and then I woke up and so as soon as I woke up I jotted down the dream because I mm. wanted to try to see like if I could look into that or figure something out and then that was I'm trying to think I spoke with my dad probably that same evening and we were talking about planning a visit for my family to go out and stay with him in Arizona and he was uh, renovating a house and my kids were very little. My son probably was like, I say he was three and three or four, I can't remember. Um, but my dad was being, you know, wanted to be, share all the details, be very careful. And he said, one of the things I'm um, just a little concerned about is I'm putting in slate floors and I'm a little worried about Ben maybe tripping or whatever. And I, <sighs> immediately got chills and so I shared with him the whole dream and he was blown away and um amazing yeah I, he went ahead and he did put in the place <laughs> and we were just very careful but the the connection was just the it was the coolest yeah. type of validation that I'd ever personally had yes you know, to, to know that that dream was actually more than a dream I love that he actually went ahead with the slate floor. Like somebody else might say, like, <laughs> she said she didn't like slate, but. Yeah, no, of, he went ahead with it. <laughs> yeah, it's more of. Um, and my son never tripped on it or anything. He was fine, so. <laughs> he put the warning in your head, so that was good. Yeah. I think, um, you know, somebody might say like, well, she did, she was specifically saying in the dream she didn't like Slate, but it was so much more than that. It's not like, you know, that's like an earthly thing. I don't like Slate. He, those, you know, my grandchild might slip or those are kind, those are earthly things. The more important thing was that she was giving you what would seem like a everyday, just kind of not important aspect of our life. Do I go with Slate? Do I not? She was giving that to you as confirmation. This is real. Like I'm with you. I've got major shells again. So, yeah. 
Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was, it made me, I can't, I'm sure you know, it's hard to put into words, but how it filled my heart to know mm-hmm. that she, you know, worked so, so well, so cleverly to give me that validation, knowing that it would make me happy. Yes. Yes. It's really, it's a perfect and, and beautiful story. You mentioned um, going to mediums. You know, I, I get asked that question a lot about should someone um, go to see a medium? And I don't, I'm not, I always say I'm not a medium and I talk to my, to, like my loved ones who have passed um, and you can too. Like I, I can do it. I'm a regular person and I think anyone can. And, and it's not that I don't trust mediums. Um, John Edward, I always say is, is I think the best and the pretty much yeah. the only one I trust. Um, I think people have to be very careful because it's a strange business. Um, there are a couple more that I've had on my podcast who I think are wonderful too and, and trustworthy. That's the more important, right. the most important thing. Um, yeah. But what would you say to someone who asks, you know, if they've had a recent loss, should they, do they, do you recommend going to a medium? Well, I guess just like what you pointed out, um, I, I would not be against it. I would support it, especially if it would give someone a sense of, of comfort or relief. But I would advise, like you said, that you should be really careful and discerning mm-hmm. in who you choose. And some of that could be trusting your own instinct and maybe getting some good recommendations because you're right. You know, there are probably people out there that are not for real and that would just take advantage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that vulnerable state of right. grief, yeah, you want to make sure that um, you're seeing someone who's you know, reputable and is truly going to help you. So I don't know the best way to guide someone towards the most reputable because someone like, you know, some of the ones that would be most well-known and most reputable probably take years to get in with. Right, so I'm not, right. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't steer someone against it. I would just advise them to be careful because I think right. it did give me some sense of comfort, I guess. I never got exactly what I wanted from a medium because what I wanted was probably what I had seen others get when I went to workshops Mm -hmm. or when I saw some of the famous, famous ones on television. And um, yeah, so that's, I think then, then you can be, it's on the other side of the coin, then you can be let down. Right. What you're hoping for. Right. Exactly. There's that, that kind of disappointment, which just you're in a vulnerable state to begin with and it just would make it worse if it's not what you expect and not what, yeah, you hoped for. I think the best thing, I mean, I, I think people should do what's, what is absolutely right for them and their loved ones will guide them to the right decision. Yes. In the meantime, like you say, like, you know, write a letter, talk to them in your heart, pick up the heaven phone. However, however old you are, pick up, if it, it helps you to hold your, um, cell phone and, and, and think that this right. is how it'll get there. Okay. Send a text it. Whatever message. Works. You could even send a text message. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, ask for, like, you know, you can ask for dream visits. You can ask for, you know, if you get into a, a quiet state where you can talk with them, you can ask for them to come to you, to give you a sign, um, to show that they're near and to make sure that it comes in a way that you recognize. And that way you don't have to be specific and say exactly how it has to happen, but you can ask for it in such a way that you'll know you're connecting. 
Yes, exactly. And when it comes to you, it's like falling in love. Like you'll be like, this one is for me. This is not. A I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's such true. a good way to put it, Vern. That's awesome. It's yeah. true. Thank you. And what advice would you have for uh, parents? Because this, well, my advice for any parents listening who are trying to help a child understand um, after a, a, a loss to buy your book and then you have oh. great, um, activities in the back and great questions um, to start a conversation. But what advice would you give to parents of young children? Um, like your daughter was five, your son was two and a half when your mom passed. What advice would you give for really young children, parents of really young children trying to explain well, this? I, some of that, and I have to like sort of wrap that in, it depends what their um, what their faith is, their religious mm. belief, and how all of that aligns, because, um, you know, where I'm coming from is couched in sort of what my belief is, which mm-hmm. is that, and what your belief is, that we're eternal souls, that this is, you know, that life continues, and that we can connect, and so obviously, that's a little bit different for people in different religions, and, you know, maybe mm-hmm. people who believe a little bit differently, but I guess I would, I would, probably advise parents to for sure um, ask their child questions, ask them what they think happens and do their very best with their through their own lens to reassure that um, our you know your grandma, your grandpa, your you know whoever it is who passed away um, is still near, always in your heart and um, you know isn't really gone. And then mm-hmm. however that looks to them, you know, obviously for me, uh, I was able to take that a little bit further and talk about the fact that, you know, their their soul is still living. It's just in another place and it's a breath away. It's just that we can't see them, but they're very close to us. And, uh, you know, to, to reassure in that way that death is not the end. And, you know, yeah. I think that that's an important message to be able to communicate as long as that's something that doesn't conflict with their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's beautiful. That's perfect. And what would you say? You know, you lost your mom at a at a at an interesting time. Your kids were so young, and you probably thought you would have your mom at least until they were in college, so you could call yeah. her up with questions when your daughter's thirteen. You know, thirteen year old daughters. Oh boy. And then, right. who did you call when your daughter was going through the the teen years? And how did you navigate? What advice would you give? from your own experience to young mothers who've lost a mother? And that, you know, that's a great question. And there are a bunch of us actually through, um, I've met a lot of other women who lost their moms at various stages of mothering through um, the group Purview from Home that I um, do some writing for. And a lot of these women talk about the ways they've coped too. And it's, it is you're so you are sort of feeling out there and and alone in some ways because you can't you know you can of course draw on your memories of the way your mom was with you which I certainly have done because I feel like that's one thing that we always have with us is you know she she raised me and everything that she poured into me is still there and I can draw upon that wisdom and that um, guidance and, you know, I know that she's around me and her love is there, mm-hmm. but we, you know, to be very honest on the, you know, the basic physical stance, we can't just, you know, sit down over coffee and unload and ask for advice right. like we would like to. And so for me, I think I probably talked more to maybe my dad 
and mm-hmm. a little bit possibly to my friends, my my other mom friends, because those were people who were my dad certainly understood and could remember from you know a parent's point of view, even though it wasn't a mom point of view. And then my friends were going through similar things, obviously, because we're all raising children together and going through similar ages and stages. And so that was a source of, you know, we supported each other and were able to give each other guidance. Yeah, beautiful. It sounds like community. Community, I feel like, is so the answer to so many things. Like, you know, I think the reason the Me Too um, movement became so, I mean, for many reasons, but that those two particular words is such... um, it's like another way to say, I love you. Like another way to say, I understand. Like we're both going through this. We both experienced something in the human experience that's the same or similar. And I understand me too. Like that's such a way to, um, to connect and say like, you know, another way of saying, I, I love you. We're all one. We're all in this together. We've, well, we've had shared. You're not alone. Yes. Yes. Thank you. You're not alone. How comforting that is in for going through anything, any kind of loss or any kind of experience um, is so that community is really um, helpful. Like, you know, life is hard enough. It can be wonderful. But when you experience things to find other people who've experienced it as well, I think is such a I always feel like that's always the answer. Like there, I feel like there but and it comes down to it. Yeah. It's, yes. It's extremely, it's a source of support and comfort. And it's nice to, it's nice to be able to have somebody that you can sort of bounce things off of and um, know that you're just not alone. Yes. Not alone. So comforting. You, um, are you in a writing group? Because I'm curious how you found your illustrator because she's amazing. So to give her props, Vanessa Alexander. Oh, yeah. Did I say her name right? <laughs> I think, yes, I think you did. And she is phenomenal. Um, I actually uh, was paired with her uh, through a process uh, with the publisher, with Mascot Books. And um, at the outset, they, um, I think I probably started with about 10 and I was able to review portfolios and everything got narrowed down and narrowed down. And ultimately um, I chose Vanessa and she just did exceeded my expectations with how she brought the pictures to life. We actually gave her photos of my mom and me and my daughter, and she brought those to life as the characters in the book. That's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah, she did an amazing job. It's a beautiful book, um, beautifully written, beautifully illustrated. Yeah, congratulations. I know they're they're rooting you on. I know you know that. Yeah, that's yeah. That, and that does make me, it makes me so happy every time, you know, to, to think about that and keeping them um, alive forever through, through this book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So where can um, everyone find you and the book? I mean, I'll put all of this obviously in the show notes, but um, where can everyone find you? Uh, well, I, I have a website, which is um, it's just my name. So sittingkaplan.com and that all the information will be um, in, in the uh, in the link, so nobody has to try to like copy it down from listening. But um, the book itself, <laughs> the book is available online wherever books are sold. I guess I would most uh, easily refer people to Amazon because that's probably the, mm-hmm. the easiest way to get it. Also, I think at Barnes and Noble and other online retailers. Um, it's also available on my website, 
and um, that I am on Facebook and Instagram, both as uh, the Heaven Phone and then also as Mom in the Moment. So yes. I'll, you know, we'll make sure all those links are there. Yes, absolutely. Perfect. I love your Instagram. That, and I love that that's how we connected. You post such wonderful things. You're an excellent um, curator too. Like you post other people's things and it's, and, and it helps me find other, you know, other people in this community. So you're, you're very good at it. Oh, thank you. I love being able to share other people's stuff that speaks to my heart because I know it's going to speak to other people's hearts. And that's like how I found your stuff and, and shared it and other got great, great feedback from people. People really connected with the message and that's important. We can help each other by just spreading um, everybody's, everybody's messages. Yes, absolutely. Perfect. Well, it's so nice to talk. I'm so glad we did this. Me too. Thank you. I'm honored. Thank you so much. Of course. I'm honored. And if you're ever in Los Angeles, please let me know because I would love to meet you in person. The minute I um, Googled you, I'm like, you know, I, I really like everything Sydney posts. I would love to interview her. And then I Googled you and I just, I saw your picture and I know some, I think somebody else said this in one of the podcasts you were interview, interviewed on and just that you have such a warmth and you have such a, like the minute I saw you, I was like, we were meant to connect. And I know I'm not the You're only so, person that feels so that way much. about you. That's oh, that's true. so sweet. Thank you. True. No, and I felt immediately that from, from our interactions that we were meant to talk to each other and connect too. And I will oh. definitely, I will be out in LA at some point. So I will look you up and same as you're in the Chicago area again, because especially, you know, don't come in the winter, but if you yeah. come in the spring or summer. Oh yes. I remember those Chicago winters well. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yes. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you. You too. This was really great. Thank you so much for listening to Signs from the Other Side. You can find me, Fern Rone, on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y. I love hearing from you and I love hearing your stories of signs. And if you would like to hear more episodes of this show, please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts. Thank you again and sweet dreams.